Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered, the eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean? anything to you. You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. I want you to brace yourselves because you're about to hear one mother's really controversial confession. She revealed it in a very provocative New York Times article. And in it, she boldly proclaimed, I love my husband more than I love my children. Ayelet Waldman, a mother of four, also says her children are not the center of her universe. And that is the key reason, she says, she and her husband have a very passionate sex life. She is a mother who says she loves her husband more than her kids, and she is swinging from the chandeliers. <laughs> oh, boy, did she strike a nerve. How do you measure your passion for your children and your husband? I think this is a woman who clearly did not want to have children. And I think that she's doing a disservice to her children, to her husband, and to herself, and especially the family unit as a whole. I thought that her point of view was sort of silly. You can't actually compare the type of love that exists between two grown adults and that bond that you have between a mother and a child. The way she puts her husband on a pedestal is dangerous because she loses him her whole world crumbles. What she said might seem hurtful to her kids someday if they ever read that. She shouldn't have had children if that's how she's gonna feel about having kids. I think Ayala um, has an obsessive relationship with her husband. I think Ayala really needs to reclaim a sense of self. I questioned Ayala's security in her marriage. I thought Ayala's article was goofy. My children are first, my husband and I come second. It makes me think, you know, what are her children, chopped liver? Whoa! 
Okay, so I'm here with a group of mothers who have a lot to say about this. The woman who sparked this controversy, Ayelet Wallman, is here. Ayelet is a Harvard-trained lawyer turned stay-at-home mother, turned writer, who has been married to Pulitzer Prize-winning author Michael Shabon for uh, 12 years, and they have four children. So let me uh, read the passage that has everybody up in arms. She says, I have four children, but I'm not in love with any of them. I am in love with my husband. If a good mother is one who loves her child more than anyone else in the world, then I'm not a good mother. I'm, in fact, a bad mother. I love my husband more than my children. I yell it. You knew that you were going out on a limb, did you not, <laughs> when you wrote it? Well, I did. I didn't quite know that Star Jones was going to take off after me on The View. I didn't know I'd be sitting here next to you. I didn't know that I'd be facing down a group of angry mothers. But I did, you know, I had been experiencing this again and again in mom's groups. I, I, I'm like a lot of you. I spent a long time just a stay-at-home mom. Now I work part-time, but I have four kids. I spend most of my day with my children, and I have felt for a long time very different than most of the moms that I know. Tell us, you start the article talking about your mommy group, and you noticed in the conversation all the mothers talking about their not having sex, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the interesting thing was, I was talking to a mom, and she was telling me about how she was trying to have a second kid, but it wasn't going very well. And I said, you should try one of those electronic fertility monitors, because they tell you when you ovulate, like, right that day. And she said, ugh, great. Then I won't have to have all that unnecessary sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought, you know, there's a reason that everyone is so angry. This is striking a chord. This is a real issue. Okay. Tara Brown, why do you say Ayelet is doing a disservice to her family? Why? Well, I believe that children are such a gift. And I think that there is a healthy balance that can be formed with the family, not necessarily putting one above the other, per se. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that's a really good point. And I think so many women today have become so focused on their children. They've developed these romantic entanglements with their children's lives, and the husbands are secondary. They're left out, and the romantic focus is on the children. I mean, you guys know Valentine's Day at your kids' schools. What happens on Valentine's Day? All the moms come in with, you know, perfect frosted pink cupcakes that they've made with their kids. Well, what's Valentine's Day? Is Valentine's a day to make cupcakes with your children? No, Valentine's supposed to be a day about, you know, romantic love. I know you guys probably don't believe me, but I love my children as much as any of you loves your children. But my husband is the focus of my romantic devotion, and he is the one I am in love with. He is the one I feel ardor for. So, he is the one who quickens my heart. Kelly, you say you had a light bulb moment. Kelly? Oh, I, I just realized I've given all my energy and passion and love into my little girl. And I don't think that's wrong, but the article made me see that I need to give some of that to my husband, too. You know, he needs me as well. And I just felt that I needed to find a little bit better balance because he's been put on the back burner. And mm. you don't want to all of a sudden discover that you don't have anything in common anymore or what to talk to. Ayelet also writes very candidly about her sex life. She says, I'm the only woman in Mommy and Me who seems to be getting any. <laughs> I have to say, you are the only woman I have ever heard say this because I, you know, I talk to women for a living, and all I ever hear is how 
women are sick of having sex. They still love their husbands, but they're sick of having sex with their husbands, and everybody's so tired. Oh, they're so tired. Everybody's so tired, and they spend so much time with the children. They're so tired. And uh, love my husband, but I could care less if I ever had sex again. Okay. Who is this who that has sex, who watches TV when you're having sex? Who is that? Okay. <laughs> you know what? What I have said is that... Wait, what are you watching on TV? Are you watching Wheel of Fortune? It's Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> no? Or Wheel of Fortune. You're watching Wheel of Fortune. Or Wheel of Fortune. Okay. No, I said on the occasion, on the occasion that I am just too exhausted after the third night in a row, I may watch TV. While you're having sex? While he does his business. He <laughs> said oh. she was having sex. But I'm satisfying his needs. No. No, you're uh -huh. okay. I appreciate your... I can't be into it 100% of the time, all so the time. So the TV's on and you're watching it and he knows it. And it's okay. And it's okay. Oh, no, it's okay. True. I think this is really true. And the thing is, what I hear, what I would hear in these mommies group is, well, men are different from women. Men need it more than women. And the thing, you know, what, what I wanted to say is, if you think that's true, do you imagine that the men are just not doing it? I mean, what? <laughs> oh. I, I don't want to. I mean, go I, there. Go ahead. Go there. I, do you no, really? Go there. I mean, I hate. I, no, go there because I'm I was so... going to say this. I just did a show just like this. I was sitting in a room for two hours with all husbands who cheated. It's so interesting. You all should watch that show because all of the husbands talked about women, their wives, who gave everything to the children and to everything else and, and not to them. And I think that, that wives and mothers think that their husbands should understand. I've heard women say that they should understand, well, my ch child needs to be nurtured and taken care of, and you don't need to be nurtured and taken care of the way they do. So you should understand that my attention is gone to that person. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, now let me ask you. Did you all notice, was there a shift after ch your children came? Yes. Yeah. There is yeah. a shift. Yeah. Okay, was there anybody here going to admit, other than you, that you have put your husband on the back burner? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. But I try to be a loving wife. And the days that I say, okay, tonight's your night, honey. But if, if we're in the middle of lovemaking, and I hear one of the children scream or anything, my maternal instinct kicks in, and I'm out the door. Hey, catch you later. I, I go to a baby when he's crying, but at the same time, that's not what I'm talking about. And I don't just think it's about being tired. I think there's something deeper. I think there's... No, I, I don't think, mean just physically yeah, tired. Yeah, no, exactly. Tired, yeah. But I see so many people that I, I've seen, Mommy and me, and I see so many of my friends, and I see so many of the women that I know who have left demanding, exciting careers and have chosen to stay home. There is this kind of dissatisfaction sometimes that has that translates itself sometimes in some people to a kind of low level anger. And I think there is a kind of depression that some people are experiencing when they've taken all their ambition and all of their focus and shifted that to their children. And I see so many of my friends who are, who are not, it's not just that they're tired from the exhaustion of having children. They're, it's not just that they don't want to have sex. It's, I think sometimes they don't want to have sex with their husbands. Okay, and do you think also, too, you say that the, sometimes the wife's passion has been refocused mm -hmm. from their husband to their kids? Right. But why do you say that you can... But, 
love your husband and not your children, though. No, that, I, you, no you've absolutely misunderstood. I did not say I love my husband and not my children. You said, I'm sorry. You said that you love your husband, but you're not I, in love with your children. I'm not. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not in love with my children. What I'm saying. What does that mean? What, wait, uh, let me explain it. What I've seen is that we, ha we are totally out of balance. So many women have taken our children. We've replace them as the objects of our romantic entanglements. And instead of having our partners, we've replaced them. Now listen, it's, sex is a symptom of this. I'm not, you know, I'm not the woman who says, wrap yourself in some beautiful saran wrap, saran wrap and greet your husband <laughs> at the door. The sex is a symptom of what's happened when marriages are so focused on the children that you lose sight of your partner and you have to start thinking about, you know, when's the last time we took a date night? Okay. Sex before children, it was wonderful, it was all the time. After children, it was non-existent. Your marriage changes so drastically when you have kids. Like, after you have four children, my libido is just shot. I don't show as much interest as he would like because I'm so much on autopilot, you know. You just feel like, okay, tonight I know I'm going to need to have sex. But then the next day, you're free. We go out once a month and we hang out with the girls and it's a joke amongst us, you know, whose husband's gonna be waiting up? You know, we're <laughs> dog tired. We've, we stayed out way too late. So we pull into the subdivision. We look to see whose house has a light on. And our light on means that our husbands are waiting for us to have sex. <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Okay. Okay, now, Leanne just told us that she uh, watches TV sometimes because she's just not into it. And I can't, I don't know if I'm happy I'm in the room with you or not at that time. <laughs> Thank you, though. I'm Thank tired. You. Thank you. Now, Laura, you're not thrilled about the prospect of sex, right? What I wanted to say is I think that your marriage changes. I don't have a lot of time right now because my kids are very small, but my husband and I know that someday they won't be and there will be more time for us. Mm -mm. That's what I'm thinking. It changes. That's what you're banking on. Yeah. Okay, what are you saying? What do you say? Ladies, a lot of us are married and our husbands are like roommates to us, and that's not what marriage was designed for. Yes, I love my children. I have two beautiful girls, but I love my husband. I agree with you. When our children grow up, they're going to go to college, they're going to grow up, and they're going to leave the home. And our husbands are going to be left there wondering what happened all of those years that they were there. And so we have to, yes, find balance. And I believe that the husband 
is first priority. Yeah. Yeah. I've been you married 30 years. I've been married for 30 years, and this is my youngest child, Lisa. <laughs> and my husband came home from work one day, and he sat at the dinner table, and I was nursing my firstborn, and, and he came home, and he said, I've lost my best friend. And I looked at him and said, who? Who's your friend? I mean, who did you lose? I was just felt so bad for him that he lost this best friend. And he looked at me and he said, you. Just for a split second, I wanted to yell at him and say, look, this baby needs me. You don't. And then I saw the look on his face. And I knew that I could be the best mom in the world and I could be the best wife. But I had to prioritize what I was thinking. And women, if you're thinking that you just can give to one and not the other, you can't do that. Because if your kids are grown like mine are, if I didn't have that relationship with him, there wouldn't be anything. Yeah. yeah. But we point, have. This is one of the things I've learned. One of the things we talk about often on this show, and the thing that causes affairs the most, you know, and, and, and divorce 57% of the country, it isn't working, their marriages aren't working, is the disconnect. And so everybody who says, you know, with all due respect to you, that I'm hoping that these years I'll give my attention to this, and then we'll catch up in the later years and he'll understand, the disconnect happens when the person isn't getting the attention. And then- When I get home, I am just tired, and when my husband gets home from work, he wants dinner on the table. I'm thinking, like, in three years, maybe I'll catch a break. Do you know and what I'll can catch happen a little into your marriage more. in three years? I I've mean... already been married three years, and it's fine. I love him. I love to give him all the time and all the sex he wants. But right now, I've got two kids who are I am nursing and who are on my back. I don't want a third to have to need oh that, God. like, to be on top of me too. Yes. What do you want to say? There's this joke that the highest form of foreplay for a mother of small children is unloading the dishwasher. And I do have a husband who's very there in the house. He cooks and he takes care of the children and that, that is part of it. And maybe that's, maybe part of the answer is that I do have someone who's an equal partner in mm -hmm. yeah. the job of raising the family. One of the things that you, you say at the end of the article, if your children ever wonder if they were loved by you, that they, can, that they would have the memory of the way you looked at mm -hmm. your husband. So you grew up in a house where your father was a priority, correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, total priority. Did you feel unloved? No. I mean, the thing I was thinking, because you guys were talking about nurturing your children and nurturing, you know, and taking care of them, but part of nurturing is also letting them see the affection you have for your husband. I mean... Huge. That is so huge. I mean, I've watched them hold hands. I've watched them kiss. I mean, and no, I agree with that yeah, completely. Yeah. I'm not at all saying my husband doesn't get any love. Oh, no, I know. The, most of it right now goes to my kids. And whatever I can give to my husband, I he think knows. That they what, need to see I, the affection. I, I think they need to see the affection. Also, I think what is important is for women to communicate that to their husbands. Like you said, it's not like I don't love my husband. My husband knows I still love him. I think a lot of women don't communicate that. And men need things communicated. They need like a, yeah. a you know, sledgehammer, you know? And so when they see your, all of your attention going to, to your children, they think, okay, what about me? Mm -hmm. What happened to me? And I'm sure if you were to go home and have a really honest conversation with your husbands about it, in many cases, if, if, if they could be open with you about it, they would tell you they have felt that.
they have felt that. Okay, right. I guess I'm now in second place or right. third place. We've had those conversations. Okay, where he's well, at least you're talking about it. Right. According to a recent report by the National Marriage Project at Rutgers uh, University, I'm quoting here, that children seem to be a growing impediment for the happiness of marriages. Now, that's a quote. I'm a mom first. I take care of my kids first. They are the center of our universe. My husband, my needs come second. Sometimes our needs don't come at all. The reality is at seven at night when four kids need a bath and have to do homework, Mm. I can't say, okay, look, I need to focus on my husband right now, so this is going to have to wait. My marriage changed when we had kids because we redirected the focus on the kids. It was never, it was no longer about us. My husband needs me. I mean, he doesn't need me the way a five-month-old needs me, but he needs my attention, he needs my love, he needs my focus. And if I'm wrapped up into our children, he'll suffer too. I am in love with my kids and I love my kids. I think it's wonderful that parents are devoted, and I say this all the time, that being a parent, staying at home mom, is the hardest job on earth. But what kinds of kids are we raising now? Everybody has seen these children who, for one reason or another, because they have been given so much attention, think that they are the center of the universe. You know, the center of the universe. Schools are filled with these kids. Yeah, you want to say yeah, I, about I that? Yeah, I would say that maybe I'm one of those children. I mean, I'm an only child. My parents were divorced when I was very young, and I know that I'm the center of my mother's universe. And um, I have a nine-month-old at home, and I'm trying very hard not to repeat um, that kind of unbalance that I experienced as a child myself. So was it fun being the center of the universe? Um, I guess it was. I mean, as you get older, you find that you have some issues about it. You know, you're a little self-centered, perhaps, or you expect the world to revolve around you. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it would have been better if I had witnessed a healthy marriage in my childhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so I know that there are millions of women out there who feel tremendous pressure to be super moms. And when you're constantly trying to be the best mother you can be, super moms say sacrifices have to be made. And sometimes those sacrifices include your husband. I definitely have to be a mother first and then a wife second. The maternal instinct in me makes me take care of my children first. With three young children who need lots of attention and plenty of chores to do, Leslie Gorey says her husband Mike isn't even on her priority list. He does seem to come last after the kids because I'm just focusing on getting the list done. Leslie says sometimes she's so focused on her children that she forgets to speak to Mike when he walks by. I had just ignored him when I went by because I was so busy with the kids. Sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, she's put so much energy into them and she's kind of forgotten about her husband. I am a little bit neglected, but I understand why. She's an unbelievable mother. After school, Leslie focuses on music lessons and scout activities. And after dinner, Mike is on the sidelines while Leslie spends time with the kids. My husband has been very neglected in the evenings and does seem to come last because yeah, I'm up there with right the kids when he's down here talking on the phone to his friends or is watching TV by himself. I don't sit with him and hang out because I, I don't have time. <laughs> my life is overcommitted, so it affects my relationship with my husband. That does affect our sex life, definitely. I'm so tired, so it's hard to just stop and switch gears to that. The needs of the children have to come first. I do wish I'd got a little more attention. It's a conflict between going out with my husband and staying home with the kids. 
And quite honestly, I feel like we should be together as a family. So what do you hope the results of your parenting will be, Leslie? I'm trying to make sure they have a great self-esteem and a great childhood. And it, it's hard because I have so many commitments. So my husband does get fed on the backburn just because I only have 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Are you OK with it? I feel that you, I'm sensing that you're in some conflict about it. I am in conflict about it. And I know that I need to spend more time with my, and I know he wants it. And I want to be there with him. It's just sometimes I'm so exhausted. I keep thinking, OK, well, when Reese gets into first grade, so I keep thinking maybe I'll have more time to give him more focus. I know that the husband needs attention. I'm not blind to it. And we do talk about it. And we try to go away for trips. But the day-to-day -day part, I don't have time at the end of the day for my husband. But you know, my children, they, we, I don't do flashcards. And I don't, I, we, we failed at the violin. And I don't have a checklist. And sometimes I'm late to soccer practice, and once I, I was snack mom, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, my God, you've never seen such what angry happened? faces. I went to, I found a, I drove at the speed of light to 7-Eleven, and, and I bought things with partially hydrogenated vegetable oil. <laughs> when your husband was in the kitchen with you, when you were doing flashcards, and he had said something to the effect, um, you know, I feel neglected, and then he went downstairs to watch TV. Have you ever thought of doing those teachings at night together? That would be great, but my husband actually likes to have his, he has his little TiVo thing going on downstairs. He, and what, he wants to watch his shows, which I think most men want to sit there and watch some of those. I don't, I'm we'll not get a to TV a man person. Later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want you to meet Muffy, who calls herself a slacker mom. After deciding to ditch the super mom rat race, she's written about this in Confessions of a Slacker Mom, is what she calls it. So Muffy is convinced that <laughs> by slacking, that. her kids are way better off now, correct? I hope so. I mean, yeah. they're only five and six, so we'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want our kids to succeed, and, uh, and I'm no different. I really do want my kids to succeed, and even though I call myself a slacker mom. I want them to be happy. Um, my question is, what is going to get them there? And when I think about what has brought me happiness in my own life, it's the relationships that I have with other people, number one. That includes my husband. And uh, you know, what, what kind of a person wants to have a relationship with somebody who's been raised to believe that they are the center of the world? Because you say mothers who focus all their attention on their kids may not get the results they want. That's right, because we want our kids to be happy and successful. Of course we do. I want the same thing, and I know that Ayelet wants that too. I think the difference may be in what is going to get them there, because I want my kids to be respectful of other people's schedules, not just their own, respectful of other people's relationships. You want to say what? Yeah. I think we all want that for our kids. Right. But what message are you sending to your children by saying to them, I love your father more than I love you? What? They don't, and they deserve the more than that. It's they deserve the more than that. I have thought about that because What's going to happen when my children read that? And I worried about it when I wrote it. I worried about it when I sat down, my oldest daughter, who's 10, and I said to her, Soph, you know, I'm going to go on the Oprah show. And I'm going to talk. And she said, oh, my god. And I said, you know, I, I, I wrote this article about how daddy and I are the center relationship in our family. And how do you feel about that? And she said, duh. 
Okay. And then I, I started to say, and I wrote about how I love Daddy more than I love you, because I say that in the piece, and there was this catch when I started to say that, and I realized that I didn't want to say those words to her, mm -hmm. because at 10, I didn't want her to hear that, because I don't trust that she can understand that. Correct. But I, and I didn't tell her at 10, and I don't think I would let her read that at 10. But well, you don't think she's going to see this show? No, she's not going to. Yeah. But on the other hand, I do trust that she knows she's loved. And she knows absolutely and profoundly how much I love her. I have made so many mistakes as a mother. But the one thing that I know I do is I make sure my children know how much I love them. And they are absolutely secure in that. So, well, see, I think a lot of people interpret it <clears throat> or misinterpret it, that article that you wrote for the times, when you say, I love my husband more, I think a lot of women heard, you don't love your children. But you you don't love your children. It says, I love my children. Why can't you say to them, I love your daddy different? Why can't you use the word? But if you say, I love, I love my husband more than I love my children, and now the children say, well, which one of us does she love the most? Does she love you more than me? But What's the pecking order of the family? Why is there such an obsession of putting because, somebody before Because the what other. I was yeah. responding to is that. I was responding to what I have seen as a replacement. And what, and what I say is I'm right. in love with my husband, but I love my children. But you're and saying that you love your husband more than your children. More than your children. Well, I asked my nine-year-old today, what would you say if I said I love daddy more than you? She was very sad. She came back. She goes, here, take this on Oprah. It <laughs> says, love kids and husbands same. You know, but it's my nine-year-old said that. It is different. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. What, what you want to say? I just really don't think that it is the same. And I think you're responding to the same thing I've seen. Nobody's having sex. And they're, you know, the women, very even more sadly, are not lamenting the loss of it. Yeah. You know, they wish their husbands would get off their back or their whatever. They aren't saying, oh, I'm so sad that I missed that. Yeah. I mean, sitting back, you know, in the back and listening to the descriptions of sex that they did give to their husband or they did let him have. I mean, it just was so very sad. And I know what that's like. I let myself go there, too, after I first has, had kids. Let myself focus all of my love and attention on my children. Let my marriage go by the wayside. And I realized that sex had become another chore. You know, that, that I had such a long to-do list. And I, too, fell into bed at the end of the day, not only exhausted, but irritated. 
It was that, that slow burn you were talking about. I was not only very tired, but I was irritated because I felt that this was my husband's fault. I think that slow burn thing, I think you're really on to something because over the years, talking to so many women about everything, I think that there is a slow burn, especially for a lot of women who realized, first of all, they love, 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 love their children. But there is also a part of, I think, a lot of women that know that there is also more to your life than just that. Mm -hmm. and that you are not just def only defined by your mothering, that it is a priority and it holds a great place for you, that you are more than just a mother, but you're, a lot of women are conflicted about what society says about that yes. and what your own mother says about that and how you really feel about that. Yes, and it's presented as an all or nothing kind of yeah. a choice. Right. I mean, women aren't just letting their marriages go by the wayside. They're, they're letting, letting themselves. friendships, right. yeah. themselves, their health. Everything. They're letting a lot of what they really could contribute go by the wayside because Raising children is presented as an all-or-nothing proposition, and I just don't think that that's logical. Okay. It's very hard to reconnect. We start a conversation, and then somebody's crying. If somebody needs this. By the time we're ready to talk, I'm sound asleep. I want to be married to my husband forever. And if we are running out of things to say at nine years marriage, what happens in the 15th year, and the 20th year? You don't realize you're not talking until half the time it's too late. You realize I don't even have anything to say. When you have a lot of children, your marriage takes a back seat. You know, sometimes you wake up and you don't know who you're, who you're next to. Well, Lynn, a mother of two, says her marriage is ending because she always put her children first. She says by the time she realized she wanted to make her marriage the priority, it was too late. Lynn? Yes, I do believe I, I did the same. I banked on my husband being there just from our foundation, from our faith and trust. And after 14 years of marriage, um, I'm facing a divorce. And that's the last thing I wanted for my two boys. And when you look back on what happened in the relationship, you think your prioritization was, was key here? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. I think balance is the key, just learning the best way to communicate with your husband is mm -hmm. key. Mm -hmm. um, reconnecting there. Yeah, communication is the key because I think mm -hmm. a lot of women think the men are just supposed to figure it out. I know. The year before, you know, the divorce occurred, I really tried to um, reconnect, you know, in our sex life and everything. You know, this is the perfect timing. My, my children are ages eight and 11. Yeah. So it's a good time to just reconnect. And I tried to build that up with like doing the, we did the date nights you know, for a week at the very But by that time, you'd already lost late. it. Is right. that correct? Yeah. You disconnected. Uh, Roland Warren is the president of the uh, National Fatherhood Initiative, and he says, Roland, that there is a clear difference between the way women and men think of their roles after they get married. Tell us about it. Well, I think, you know, frankly, for men, uh, the wife and the kids is all one package. We don't separate that out. That said, I do think that from a relationship standpoint, that one of the relationships has to come first. It's just the reality of it. And I think as a father and a husband for you know, over 20 years, I have to tell you something, and it concerns me because there's a perception I'm hearing here that somehow that you can wait. Well, you can't. I mean, strong really marriages can. are like strong muscles. If you don't exercise them, they atrophy. So my view is that, is that you do have to have a primary relationship here. And I think that that can be communicated to kids in a way that they can understand that. You know, when a husband and wife work well together and it's a strong marriage, they create this kind of basket which provides security for children.
I really would encourage the folks that maybe have a little bit different view uh, to maybe take a different perspective and to really try to answer the question, what is it within you that is encouraging you to put that relationship that you, that you fell in love with? I mean, if you, if that's the relationship you fell in love with. I'm pretty confident that when you saw your husband for the first time, you didn't say, hmm, he's got the male version of childbearing hips. That's why I want him. <laughs> and I'm pretty confident that when he saw you across that crowded room and he saw your upper anatomy, he didn't say, you know what? She looks like she would make a good breastfeeding mother. <laughs> right? That's the primary relationship. And I think that if you can balance yourself from the perspective of putting that relationship where First, building on that, that's the foundation. That's the foundation that gives your, your kids that security mm -hmm. that they need. Um, I think that ultimately that you end up with a, be with a better result. Okay, where's Chris? Well, Chris is Kelly's husband, and he says that since their daughter was born, Kelly's exhausted, and he still obviously wants intimacy, and he's afraid of losing what uh, you once had. That is true. Yeah. Um, I think it is difficult for the woman, and not that I'm neglected, she leaves me love notes all the time, so I don't feel as if she loves me any less than she did, but there has been a lack of sex. Um, I try to be understanding, but as time goes on, you want to be intimate with your wife. I think intimacy is extremely important in a relationship. It keeps a close bond between you, uh -huh. and you have to nurture that somehow. Uh, recently, we've worked together, we've communicated to each other that we do need to work on that, and we're starting to have some more date nights and just dinners, hiring a babysitter and getting out and trying to nurture it. I think I saw a study recently uh, from the AARP that like two-thirds of, of the divorces that are uh, for women who are 40 or above are initiated by women. I think a big reason for that is that you've allowed these relationships to atrophy to such a point that it can't be developed anymore. And if you build a situation where you've invested all of your time, all of your emotion, all of your focus, all of your intimacy, if you will, into your children. Which that is really what Ayala is what saying. That's talking Is that about. the intimacy has been transferred to exactly. the children. Under yeah. the illusion. I that, but it says in the article, you know, but I, think I you're love my children. You're There's so semantics. fixated on those words. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I think you need to listen to what Roland yeah. is saying, because Roland is saying something so clear, which is the, focus, the, the big question of that article and the question of everything that everyone is saying is which relationship is the primary one. What, what I'm saying is, I don't think that we necessarily be, should be looking to our children to give us building blocks for, for marriage. Mm -hmm. They're nine years right. old. Correct. They're yeah. 10 years old. They don't, have, they don't have the perspective of longevity. Correct. We do. And so to ask a nine or 10 year old about these things, in my view, probably is not even really the great question to but ask they can them. Read. But I can tell you this, I will ask, I ask my 21 year old the same question. And that's the response. They understand how important that marriage relationship was to making sure that there was security. I think, you know, when I, what I, what I view my job as a mother is, is creating people who are secure and creating people who have empathy for the world and creating people who are able to leave my house and go out to the world. And I, I want them to know that I'm all right without them. Yes. I don't want them to feel like I, they are everything to me so that when they leave, I'll collapse. I want them to know that I have my own identity, that I have my writing, that I have my work, that I have my, the, their father, that I have that love, that great love that I have for him, and that they'll be fine when they're gone. I think when we have focused all of our identities on these children, on these narrow, 
tiny, delicate shoulders. It's a terrible burden well, for them. I agree with you. That I, I, I think we agree that um, I think your number one job as a parent is to raise children who can go out in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe we, that's what we are all striving for. But we all admit now we right. have a society that, that's done, in spite of everything that we know, uh, a lot of people have done the opposite. You have more right. grown kids living, yeah. coming back home That's to right. stay now than there. ever before. That's right. When the mother is doing everything for you, then that doesn't tend to make you independent. Right. It, it tends be, to make yeah, you dependent. I'm not doing one question I had with Eilat's article, the one phrase, and I may have misunderstood it, but when you said, if, God forbid, one of them died, you know, I'd still have my husband. And, and to me, you kind of seemed ambivalent, like, you know, but I'd still have my husband because he's going to be the one that's there in the end in spite of the fact that divorce rates over 50%. But, but I'm just thinking, wouldn't you're, you be in a dark cloud for some years? I mean, would you really be of thinking, thank God I I've would. got my husband? Okay, that's just what I, I mean, want that to just to say that, I, that my husband is my primary relationship, that I love him the most, doesn't mean that I don't love my children. Of course I love them. And the idea right. of losing them, when you play that game, that God forbid game that I say is so horrifying to imagine, the idea of that is just overwhelming and okay. devastating to me, too. I'm not saying, oh, my kids, Bev. Well, I, I got four. Like, like, what two, what I think the way that the people maybe but, that we might be responding is because another part of that statement was, if I lost my husband, there would be no joy. There, there, wait, yeah, wait. There would be. It would be like the end all be all. If I lost my children, I could move on. I a lot of the things on. that I could say. I said today, I could imagine a life right. because I have. I have to. I can imagine continuing a life. But you can imagine continuing a life with your husband if your children were gone. Not, but not vice versa. But not can, vice versa. Know, it's not that I can imagine. Like, I can, I can. Right. If I lost one of my children, hard? when I try to imagine a That's future, I can I see that hard. maybe one day down the road, I can see having some joy in my life. But I can't even imagine my life without my husband. In in a way, I'm I'm envious because you know one of my great fears is that like Lynn, I'll wake up one day and find him gone. You know. There's a, like Oprah's been saying, there's a 57% divorce rate. My husband is a successful novelist. They're 23 year old writers throwing themselves at him all the time. I'm five foot tall and a little chubby and I'm getting wrinkles and I, you know, maybe he's gonna wanna be with some 23 year old sex pot. I think that there's a great balance. My husband and I have a balance where together we still have a great sex relationship. So we don't feel neglected. It's funny that there's so many However, women who are having all this great sex when. You yes. all know, when we're sitting in that playground and we're sitting in that mommy and me, I'm sorry, n nobody's having any sex out there. So all the women who are having sex are in this room. No, there are a lot of no, women no, 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 no. It's epidemic, honey. <laughs> it is. It may be. So if I was to turn off the cameras and everybody would get real here, I believe most people, most people in this room are not having sex even weekly. Oh. I don't know. I, I think women use these. Hello. What is the statistics, though, that one out of five couples says they have sex less than 10 times a year? This has been very interesting. I thank you for writing the article. I think it's wonderful that you can get us to think about these things in a new way. I know uh, it was so interesting, because walking in the room, I could feel the tension. You are like, so you're very brave, because you really are one of the first people I've heard in years. I hadn't met you all to have this conversation, but I hear so many women 
saying they have, you know, given up on sex and they wish their husbands would forget about it and go and do their business. So to hear someone who speaks so passionately about it the way that you do, at least has given us lots to think about Absolutely. and opened us up for conversation. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.